You're listening to the Sheep Guarding Llama Podcast for Thursday, November 16th, 2006. This is episode 53. I'm your host, Scott Allen Miller. Welcome to the show. Brought to you by the Podsafe Music Network, as all of our music is. You can find online yourself at music.podshow.com. All right, welcome to the show. I'm excited to be back. This is our third episode since we've been doing this on a regular basis now, uh, since we had our, our few month break there. And I got to tell you, one of the most exciting things is that I went on to Podomatic last night. And for those of you who are listening to us on SGL, we, we dual host the show. SGL and our media do the, the high bandwidth uh, hosting, and then Podomatic does our low bandwidth hosting, uh, but probably gets more traffic because it, it does a bit more uh, publishing over there. And I went to Podomatic, and they've opened up the stage. 
stats so we can see a lot more information than we've been able to see before and we have a pretty good idea of how many people are listening to the show and from where and uh, the numbers are going up we're getting uh, 60 70 people a day downloading the show which is super exciting because we've been gone for so long we lost a lot of our listeners a lot of our regular listeners who are checking every day aren't there anymore but possibly even more exciting actually I'm, I'm sure more exciting than just our numbers is the total number of people who are listening to us from other countries and uh, this is really cool we discovered that actually our biggest foreign contingency is in Shanghai China which is just awesome so hello to everyone in Shanghai it is so awesome that you have tuned in and are checking us out and from what we've seen you guys have been checking us out on a regular basis and we don't from the numbers we see we don't actually know it's Shanghai it's it's someone with a Shanghai IP address uh, or uh, a large group of people with, with Shanghai IP addresses I should say and so it's you know our, our stats are, are pretty generic as far as what they what they can tell so I'm sure it's it's a very large area that uh, is covered under Shanghai from that but uh, that is very exciting, and we also saw there's a number of people in Beijing. Surprisingly, we have Shanghai and Beijing, but we don't have anyone from Hong Kong show up, so uh, that would be awfully cool if someone from there tuned in too, but it, this is really cool. Uh, we've seen people come in from all over the world, Australia, New Zealand, all over Europe, U.S., Canada, obviously, Brazil, there's been a lot of people just all over. It's really, really cool. And surprisingly, one of the things we discovered is that here in the United States, where obviously most of our listeners are, the, the places that are listening the most, uh, New York City, obviously, but uh, all up and down the California coast, which is very cool. A uh, lot of people back home, obviously, the Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse, Toronto area. has got a lot of people. Washington, D.C. has a bit. Uh, so the whole stretch up here. But the big surprise numbers are a lot of people in the Denver metro area, which is pretty cool. So hello to everyone from Denver. And But our biggest, our single largest metro area appears to be Louisville, Kentucky. Um, I have no idea how that happened, but hello to everyone from Louisville. That is so cool that you're tuning in. I'm, I'm excited that people are definitely discovering us and are not, uh, you know, it's not just people that we know that are listening to the show. In fact, it looks like just about no one we know uh, is making up the, the numbers that we're seeing, and it's, it's really all people who are checking out the show, which is, I guess, every every podcast is like that, but this is the first time we've actually seen the demographics, and it is really, really exciting. So, And people from all over Canada. I, I mentioned Toronto. Um, I haven't seen anyone from like Nova Scotia or Prince Edward Island out in the Maritimes yet, though, but uh, Ontario and uh, some of the Western and Plain provinces, we're seeing some numbers. Uh, I think Calgary was on there, maybe Edmonton, some places pretty far north. It's hard to tell because it's the, the map doesn't give us very good information, so it's it's a huge expanse of area. So that is just really exciting. So thank you everyone for tuning in. And definitely people need to write in and let us know that you're listening. You can find me. I'm the just email me directly. Uh, my email is scott.miller. That's S-C-O-T-T dot M-I-L-L-E-R at sheepguardinglama.com. Just send an email. I will I will really read the email. Um, definitely put in, in the title, you know, podcast or something because I get a ton of spam and it's easy to lose things. So don't be dismayed. There's no way that I won't write back to you if I actually see it. So just make sure I see it and save a copy and send it again if I don't reply. But uh, awesome. Very, very exciting. So uh, the show's doing well and that's really cool. Um, our exciting thing here over the past week has been that our gym has opened up, and I, I know I mentioned this last week, I think, but here in the building uh, where Dominica and I live in downtown Newark, there's 
uh, a health club in the building, and I've never had a health club in my building before, and so, you know, it's easy to make the excuse, well, I've never had a health club handy before. I, I would work out all the time, but uh, I, I can't because there's none anywhere near. Well, that excuse is not something I have anymore. Now there's a health club in my building that I can go to anytime I want, and the exciting thing is, from the day it's opened, I have not missed a day yet. So today is a full week. I've not gone today yet, but I am going yet today. I love being able to just go downstairs and work out and come right back to the apartment. I don't have to go outside. I don't have to get in the car. I think that's the biggest thing. The last thing I want to do is drive somewhere to go work out. It, it doesn't make any sense. I know a lot of people have to, but it just doesn't work for me, especially because here, you know, if you don't want to shower there, which we can't yet, they're, they're not actually done with the health club. Um, we have to come back to the apartment to, to shower off afterwards, but you can. It's just you just ride the elevator right up and you're, you're home. So that's just really cool. And uh, one thing that I've discovered that I'm sure everyone who goes to health clubs must know, and I just haven't recently, and so I wasn't aware of this, but they have individual TVs built into all the equipment. So if you're riding a tre- if you're walking on a treadmill or using an elliptical machine or uh, uh, riding on a stationary bike or whatever, you just bring your own headphones, plug them in, and watch some television, which is pretty cool, and it really does help pass the time. The thing I've discovered that's bad, however, is that as I have uh, hypothesized but have not actually been able to prove over the last several years, television is awful. It is so bad. I am so glad that I have not had a television because I have missed nothing. The best things to do are watch bad reruns of, like, Mama's Family. Literally, uh, at least half the time that I've gone down there, Mama's Family has been the best thing on television. And we only get a limited number of channels. It's cable, and I can't believe that people pay for cable. I mean, this selection of, of channels is horrendous. And, you know, the quality is really low. I can't believe how bad it looks. A good number of the stations that we have are Spanish, which seems like that would be bad, but in actuality, the, the programming is so awful on all the stations that I, I continuously end up going for Spanish television because at least the fact that they're speaking in another language is somewhat interesting. And at least I can challenge myself and keep myself sort of interested by attempting to figure out what they're saying, because I did take five years of Spanish in high school. So I can kind of catch the drift, and and I'll catch sentences here and there, uh, but they go pretty fast. But just trying to pick up Spanish by watching Spanish television is more exciting than anything I can find in English, including the news. It's horrible. I cannot believe how much television has deteriorated, or, or maybe how bad it always was, and I just didn't realize it, but... I mean, there is nothing to hold my attention at all. Nothing I even want to just have on while I'm exercising. You know, I'm not even doing it in, instead of something else. It's just the only thing there is to do, and it's barely managing to uh, to make it worth turning on. So that's uh, that's unfortunate. Dominica is going down on Tuesday nights and scheduling her workout with uh, the Gilmore Girls. So she's, uh, which is good. She's uh, getting the the Gilmore Girls out of her system so she's not, you know, wondering when she's going to see it because we have a television, so she has to wait for it to come out on DVD. So that's good. And it's an hour long, so it forces her to exercise for at least an hour on Tuesday nights. So that's working out well, but that's the only show we've found so far to watch. Um, There's at some point, there's some British television on, old reruns, things we already own on DVD, but we didn't bring the DVDs with us, so better than nothing. But um, it's, it's pretty weak overall. Definitely shows me the importance of internet television. Internet television must be destroying traditional television, and we just don't realize it yet uh, because it's it, there's just nothing on. But when I'm at work, when I'm at home, I definitely watch internet television, and um, there's some really good stuff out there, and I'm finding more and more. Everyone knows I watch Rocket Boom, I watch Amanda Across America, I watch a little bit of the Jet Set Show from time to time. Um, that's really hard to understand, the Jet Set Show, um, which you can find at jetsetshow.com. 
recently I just discovered this one, and I think uh, I, a lot of people who watch internet television know about this one. But if you if you haven't seen it yet, and you're into cartoons, and I know a lot of our listeners are, check out Channel Frederator. Frederator is apparently the company that does a bunch of the Nickelodeon cartoons, a bunch of really famous stuff, and uh, th- they do some pretty popular shows. Uh, the one that I really like is The Fairly Odd Parents. That's one of theirs. But anyway, uh, this company puts out uh, an online channel called Channel Frederator, and you can subscribe to them through Fire Ant or Democracy or whatever tool you want to use, or just go get the videos on your own. And they do a Cartoon Network-style show, and they do some really good stuff that didn't make it on the TV, but is really impressive and a little bit quirky and, uh, you know, might be a little bit too far off base for most television, or it just wasn't quite popular enough, but... It's one of the very few stations I found, uh, or channels, I guess, uh, internet television channels, that really gives you the feel of watching television. You know, watching Rocket Boom is great, but it doesn't have the same feel as television. It's it, The editing's a little bit different, and it jumps around, and it does things you wouldn't do on television. But when you watch Frederator, you could actually forget that you're not watching television for a little bit, um, except that there's no commercials. So definitely cool, and go check that out. And I'm also excited that Homestar Runner, which a lot of you know... Uh, a lot of us here at SGL have been big Homestar Runner fans for a long time. They've put out a channel, and they're taking a bunch of their old material and putting it out as episodes uh, on this channel. They're somewhat edited, and I think the channel is targeted towards the iPod, uh, so it's uh, it's kind of a low-quality feed, but it's it's not too bad, and uh, it's it's child-friendly. Uh, which is great because it's it's a style that older kids uh, enjoy and adults enjoy watching as far as the comedy, but there's no swearing, there's no adult situations or anything like that, so it's a it's great. But believe me, when you watch a show, I've talked to a lot of people about this, and they all agree that you get the feeling like there's going to be something inappropriate, but they never do anything inappropriate because the show actually started as a children's program. But just the, the type of humor and stuff... They're, they manage to keep clean things that few people manage to keep clean. So it's it's really a, a, a wonderful uh, project. It's two brothers, I believe, who do it, and uh, they have a ton of material. Unfortunately, their their station, if you will, for internet television is not up to pace with their um, their website. And their website does everything as Flash, which is nice because the quality is really high, but it's annoying because if you don't have Flash, you can't watch it. Um, the the whole Unix community uh, often is left out of a lot of Flash things because Flash is not uh, uh, caught up yet on those platforms, and there's no way to, to watch it in other settings, so you're stuck sitting at your computer clicking on things, which is not how you want to watch very many things. But it's a great cartoon show, and now that they're starting to make them available uh, in this format, uh, I hope they will continue and do a lot of them that way because it's, it's a wonderful way to watch the show, and definitely if you've got an iPod or something like that, a Creative uh, Vision M or whatever with the same screen as the iPod, iPod. What a great show to watch on there. I'm sure you would really enjoy it if you haven't checked that out. So definitely get out there and check that out. That's homestarrunner.com. But I realize the name doesn't make any sense. All right, that's, uh, I'm going to wrap it up there for the first half because I will just go on and on and uh, we don't want to have too long of a show. I'm going to play Greg Tannen, who I've played a number of times on the show before with his song, uh, Coney Island Mid-July, also brought to you by the Podsafe Music Network, and I'll be back right after the song. She runs away, and I stand still, just watching the way a girl can fill a heart like a stone, says leave me alone, the sun falls down on the strand, fools and clowns, like I know I am, the girls the away, like a window. Yeah. 
edge of the city Waving bye-bye and smiling sweetly Darkness for some light Time's a-wasting Yeah, she says Summer nights The edge of the city Saying, darling Think of me So we of the Sony PlayStation 3. So everyone is waiting with bated breath to find out what's going to happen with that. Microsoft Xbox 360 has been the reigning, uh, I believe they're called the fifth generation consoles. Uh, we could figure that out, really. First generation was obviously generally considered to be the Nintendo NES systems. I don't know if they lump in like the Atari 2600s and the ColecoVisions with that or what, but that's pretty much all considered one era. Then there was the Super Nintendo slash Sega Genesis era, which was Generation 2. Um, then right after that was the PlayStation and Nintendo 64 generation. That's Generation 3. Generation 4 would have been the uh, Nintendo GameCube, the PlayStation 2, and the Xbox. And uh, the um, in between there, the 
the 3.5 or early fourth generation was the Sega Dreamcast, which is probably still the coolest console ever made with the best game selection for its time. And now we have the fifth generation consoles, which include the PlayStation 3, the Xbox 360, and the Nintendo Wii, which is written Nintendo Y, as in why would you buy this? But Xbox 360 has been out now for just about a year. The PlayStation 3 comes out tonight at midnight, and the Nintendo Wii comes out in the next couple days. And uh, so everybody's kind of waited to see what's going to happen. The Xbox 360 has been pricey, but it's been out for some time. The PlayStation 3 is the most advanced console, and people are really excited about it. It's going to be able to play Blu-ray movies. It's going to be the most powerful console with the fastest processing and the most features and, and very, very cool from a technology standpoint, but it's unbelievably expensive. I believe in adjusted 1984 dollars that the PlayStation 3 comes in as the most expensive, the largest investment in a, in a video game console ever, which which makes it a pretty tough thing to buy. It's a, It looks like it's going to be a great unit, but Sony is a very irresponsible company. They are um, pretty much the, one of the most evil large manufacturers. They hate their own customers. Um, they've just gone through the largest consumer product recall in history, which they tried to get away with not doing, but they finally got forced into doing it uh, because of the, the incredible danger that they were putting people in with their uh, laptop batteries that kept bursting into flames, and they managed to, to involve every major manufacturer except for Hewlett Packard to manage to get away without being involved in the, the laptop fire incidents. But IBM, Lenovo, Dell, Apple, Sony themselves, Toshiba, just about every major laptop manufacturer got caught using low quality Sony parts and uh, the batteries were bursting in the flames. Some of them were exploding. Uh, some of them were catching uh, tables on fire. One got caught on television. That's the one that became famous. And so so Sony's taken a big hit for that. Already we know that the, play, the PS3 is not working correctly and is not able to play PlayStation 2 games, which is part of its selling point that it was able to take this whole huge catalog of PS2 games and be able to play them. And that's already failed and Sony is not willing to admit how many games are not working, which is the same as admitting that just about all games are not working. They've obviously got something working so they could demo it, but uh, it looks like nothing that you would want to play probably is working or else Sony would be uh, letting us know that. So the fact that they're hiding it means nothing could possibly be working. But uh, both the Xbox 360 and the, the Sony PS3 are 1080p consoles, uh, as in they output uh, the, the 1080p standard, which is the, the new standard for everything television-oriented. Uh, computers are starting to use it on some monitors. Uh, not that it's a higher resolution than, than other things, but it's a different resolution. The high, All high-end televisions are using 1080p right now as the standard. High-end projectors are starting to come out. 1080p is the standard. And 1080p is the standard above HDTV. HDTV was really uh, kind of a, a poor effort on the U.S. government's part, and they, they didn't shoot for a level at which everyone could standardize and do something intelligent, and the standards that they came up with were insanely poor. Uh, They were badly orchestrated, and they're not very high, so that already everyone in the industry has decided that they're just not good enough and it's if they don't do something, television is going to become a second-class citizen to, to other media. So everyone is banded together for the most part, and 1080p is the result of that banding together. And the Xbox 360 supports the 1080p output, so above HDTV and the Sony PS3 does, and every, just about everyone's computer does. 
the Blu-ray discs do, the HD DVD discs, some of them do. So it's really the place to be. If you're investing in anything, 1080p is the place to be. The Nintendo Wii, and uh, this is one of the big reasons why we want to call it the Nintendo Y. Um, they decided that not only is this whole 1080p thing not really a big deal and that people really just don't care about high resolution and good displays, but they decided that not only is 1080p way too much, but HDTV altogether is just not going to be uh, a big future standard. And so the Nintendo Wii is actually built for standard resolution television, which is at this point two generations old already. HDTV has already been bypassed and the old old, old standard is what Nintendo went for, and it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And it's the last console out, so they're the deepest into the 1080p entrenchment by the time they're bringing out their console. And I mean, we're to the point where internet television is already starting to bring out 1080p on a regular basis. We're starting to see it all over the place. Handy cams are starting, you know, camcorders. 1080p camcorders are available on the market now. Sure, they're a little bit pricey, but they're not out of control. They're they're not, no longer uh, professional only. You can get them in uh, you know the prosumer lines the and I think even I think Canon even has a 1080p consumer model it's like it's their top consumer model uh, is 1080p so under a thousand dollars which is a lot of money but for a really high-end camcorder it's it's not that much in uh, really and uh, to be 1080p that's a really big deal that the Nintendo is is so far behind the standard that uh, it, it's ridiculous. And if you were to play it on a 1080p, you either have to scale it up or it's this tiny little window in the middle of your television that you're playing your video games on. So it's very, very bizarre. And the Nintendo Wii also has the most ridiculous controllers anyone has ever seen for a video game system. Uh, they're just like remotes. Uh, imagine just a little stick remote like you had for your CD player back in uh, 1990, and instead of having something that's ergonomic and easy to hold and easy to use, you're just using this remote thing with one hand, and uh, I mean, I could see where some types of games that would might work out, and it's supposed to be motion sensitive, but um, they're making this big deal about people don't care about how the games look, uh, they care about gameplay, and that this horrible, horrible uh, remote is going to revolutionize um, the gameplay. But let's be honest, let's go back and look at the video game industry over the last several years. One, the gamepad has been one of the most important features on, on any console. The Sony PlayStation pioneered the ergonomic gamepad, and it made the, the PlayStation a very enjoyable platform to play, whereas the Nintendo 64 had a totally ridiculous controller, and it, it floundered. One of the major reasons was the controller. People felt silly using it. They were uncomfortable using it. It, it didn't give you an integrated feel with the game, whereas the PlayStation, you, you wanted to hold the controller in your hand and you wanted to play the game with it. And Nintendo has always been very, very bad at their, their controllers. Their last good controller was the, the Super Nintendo controller, which, which was pretty impressive for its time. But everyone learned from them and went on, and Nintendo decided to, instead of innovating, to just do weird marketing gimmicks. Um, and uh, it has shown that it just hasn't worked for them. So this this thing is just horrible. I mean, uh, this takes the cake for the worst controller design in the history of, of the video game industry, I guarantee. But even if the controller wasn't that bad, more importantly, what we've seen is that uh, people who buy video games recently, especially the consoles, they've really targeted 3D, and everything about 3D is that uh, most of the games don't work that well in 3D, and they do the 3D simply because people want 3D games with good graphics. 
They don't care about the gameplay. That is where the consoles are targeting. That's the, that's the audience that Nintendo is going after. The long term, all we care about is how it looks. We don't care about gameplay audience. And now they're coming out and saying it doesn't matter how it looks. All that matters is the gameplay. Well, if that was the case, you know, people would only ever buy a handful of really good games. And most of them are on the PCs, not on the consoles. And the consoles would, wouldn't even exist. So I think Nintendo has really really missed the mark on this one and and just completely misread their market but nintendo has long had all kinds of weird problems with their market so uh we will see but the ps3 is very interesting it is coming out i don't want to uh, buy a sony product because I, I dislike the company so much and i i really wish they would go out of business but uh on the other hand it, it is a cheap blu-ray player and it uh, it's the most powerful console, and it's it's eventually supposedly going to play the old PS1 and PS2 games, which are the only systems that have had any interesting games to me in the last several years. And uh, I, I you know being able to play them along with the, the new PS3 games would be interesting, because uh, the PS3 does have a number of titles announced for it that look like they're going to be good, whereas the uh, the Xbox 360 we've looked through, and both Dominic and I cannot find any games that we're interested in playing on it, and the same with the Nintendo. Nothing innovative or interesting or anything is coming out that we know of for either of those platforms, and so even if the hardware was okay, there are just no games. So the PS3 looks like it's going to be the way to go. The one thing I'm really happy with with this whole new generation of, of video game consoles is that they've gone with wireless controllers, and I think that's going to be a big deal, because I've refused to have consoles for the last several years, with the exception of the Dreamcast, which I got the actual Dream cast for free and bought a bunch of games for, for very inexpensive so that was the one exception and the Dreamcast was a great system and I should point out that the Dreamcast from the early 90s I believe has the same resolution output as the Nintendo Wii does coming out later this year so just to give you an idea of how far behind the Nintendo Wii is anyway I got sidetracked the, the reason that I wasn't willing to to have any consoles was simply because the controllers and the, the mess created by the wires is so awful that I don't want to have them in my house. We um, we had a PlayStation, we had a Nintendo 64, and every time someone wanted to use them, the, the game console had to be set in the middle of the living room. There'd be, you know, four wires running up to the television so that you could hook it to the stereo and hook it to the TV, and then there'd be four controllers spread out around the room with, with wires going everywhere and the controllers left everywhere, and if you want to, you know, use it again in the next day, it's not worth putting it away, so you leave it out. So your entire floor is covered in wires. And if you do want to put it away, you have to unplug each controller, wrap up the wire, unplug the console, hide the main cable around back, put the console on the shelf, put the, you know, it was a big mess, and it was a huge effort every time you wanted to use the console. But now with the wireless, you can put the console underneath your TV or on a shelf in some logical place, along with your other pieces of, of stereo equipment so it sits with your dvd player and your cd player and uh, you know your, your preamp and all that stuff so it makes sense on the shelf and then the controllers are just wireless so you can you can put, easily put them away or set them down or have a place for them and and not have this big mess and so it kills two birds with one stone and suddenly we go from video games being this unbelievable mess in your living room to being completely innocuous and you don't even notice that they're there anymore so i think that you know that has been my number one reason for not having consoles and all the companies figured that out this year, and uh, so I'm looking forward to an opportunity to use the consoles with uh, the, the wireless. We'll see how that works. Uh, in case you can hear a lot of background noise on today's show, I'm sorry, It is we're under tornado warnings here, and it is incredibly windy, 
and uh, there's just a lot of noise going on around here. So nothing I can do about that, I'm sorry. The only thing I want to mention yet is in my last show, Dominica listened to the show and complained that I don't have any way for people to leave comments on the show. And I said, well... Actually, we have a call-in line, and the information's right there, but people always miss it. So I'm, I'm telling you right now in the show, we have a call-in line. Please call in. This line exists simply for the purpose of you calling in and leaving comments, audio comments for this show. We have our own dedicated phone line. Please use it. Nobody uses it. Uh, our phone number is area code 206-984-4582. Again, this is the Sheep Guarding Llama call-in comment line, area code 206-984-4582. And I'm going to be sure to put that in today's show notes as well. Please call in. This would be great. I want to get our listeners' voices on the show, especially if you are listening from Shanghai. You need to call in. I realize that it's an international call to a U.S. number, but uh, if that's too much, then do your own recording. Make it as an MP3 or Nogvorbis file and uh, email it to me, and I will use it that way. But uh, we have this phone number so people can leave comments. And for people who have tried leaving comments on Cheap Gardening Llama, um, the regular text comments, uh, we have had some problems with the comments recently. That is fixed now, and you are able to leave comments again. I apologize for anyone who tried leaving comments and lost it. Um, we, we were not aware. We were not getting any notification whatsoever. And we had a ton of people that we asked to check. And um, apparently none of them actually tried leaving comments or double-checked on it because we really thought they were working. And apparently they weren't. So definitely get out there and leave comments. People have been doing it already. We've noticed a bunch of comments coming through. So, uh, But audio comments are the coolest. So get out and leave some. All right, we're going to leave you with... This is great. I love this one. This is David Ippolito. And the song is... Tom Cruise scares me. Tom Cruise scares me. How about you? He shouldn't be that scary. He's only five foot two. But ten people saw Mission Impossible 3. Cause he's always talking about Scientology. Makes an ordinary guy like me say Tom Cruise scares me. Oprah scares me Just like a little pup I think on her worst day She could beat me up Now she started out like a nice young girl But you better watch out Cause once her plan's unfurled She's gonna take over the world And Oprah scares me Another guy who scares me is that David Blaine Thinks he's extraordinary I think he's quite insane 35 hours just standing on top of a pole Then he tried to hold his breath in a goldfish bowl To die in prime time is his goal And he scares me Dick Cheney scares me with those beady eyes They get intense and glary Every time he lies Which is often He's got a machine where his heart should be Just pumping out an evil philosophy He shoots people in the face and gets away scot-free And he scares me Wolf Blitzer scares me I just think it's nuts To have a name that's scary 
Wolf Blitzer on such a little putz. Now the folks at CNN think the man's revered, but he's kinda like an elf with a scruffy beard. And his monotone voice is just a little too weird and it scares me. Everybody! Tom Cruise scares me! How about you? How about you? He shouldn't be that scary. He shouldn't be that scary. How tall is he? He's only five foot two. But ten people saw Mission Impossible 3. Cause he's always screaming about Scientology. Makes an ordinary guy like me say, Tom Cruise scares me. Ordinary people like you and me say, Tom Cruise scares me.